0: Hello and welcome to Crack Cryptids and Curios, this is Matt, once again joined by Angel. Before we once again delve deep into the digital pages of completely insane news articles, I wanted to get an update from one of your previous projects, Angel. Back in the New England Vampire Panic episode, we spoke briefly of your obsession with superheroes and with the upcoming... Release of the new Thor movie, Thor being your favorite Marvel movie character, of course, I wanted to bring up your proposed Marvel hero, Star Jam. As a quick reminder, Star Jam is a professional basketball player turned archaeologist named Clayton Claymore, (laughs) who discovered a secret alien tomb on Easter Island. It was in that tomb that Clayton was then possessed by the spirit of an alien from the planet called Saltura Mox and became Star Jam. Unrelated to the alien tomb incident, Clayton has a woolly mammoth friend named Mulligan who helps him in his various heroic deeds, which is always quite fun. Traditionally, traditionally, the arch nemesis of Star Jam has been a character you named La Bomba Boomer, an explosives and demolitions expert who served in the Colombian Civil War period known as La Valencia in the 40s and 50s. The Bomba Boomer has been attempting to blow up Star Jam in various places and also seems to cause quite a lot of collateral damage. Now, to update La Bamba to modern day, you have kept him a guerrilla warfare demolitions expert, but made him a boomer or someone born between the years 1946 and 1964. Now calling him La Bomba Boomer the Boomer. <laughs> Why? Is Star Jam's Arch nemesis a seventy-three year old demolitions expert?
1: Why 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 do I do anything really? <clears throat> a demolition expert, I mean, it's to to be quite frank with you <laughs> it's because uh looking up bomb stuff on the internet is super easy. <laughs> <laughs> The flick so of just the wrist. Like, I can uh, find out how to make a bomb and also how to uh, defuse one, but why? Why is he a boomer? Well, you know, to update it, as you said, you know, from La Violencia, where it was the liberals versus the conservatives. Mm-hmm. I just said, I'll just make him a conservative. <laughs> just.
0: Make him the world's greatest threat, Boomer. <laughs> so, uh, what is some of the lore behind how La Bomba Boomer the Boomer became a villain?
1: Some of the lore is when some kids would not get off his lawn. He, he went for the bombs. <laughs> he sure did. He had flashbacks. <laughs> he did not like that they disrespected him. Um, He was clumsy so every time he like have an accident or fall there's somebody there recording him with their phone <laughs> <laughs> he did, not did this happen him. often <laughs> apparently mm-hmm. the guy was a joke mm-hmm. you know these kinds of things he uh doesn't like long lines just, just don't know just didn't like them i guess
0: and this this set him off into the path of super villainry?
1: <laughs> pretty much Mm-hmm. He, he he blamed all of these things on on you know on the
0: on the liberals and I guess by proxy Star Jam. Yep. <laughs> what what is your favorite Star Jam La Bamba crossover event? Like when they've gone head to head. Well, that would be
1: when they had the ice cream event. The the competition. The the local orphanage was having an ice cream flavor. Competition, and Boomer said, "That's not happening in my town,
0: <laughs> not in my backyard."
1: <laughs> yep, he was making sure that they all had the permits and all and everything. Mm-hmm. And once they did have all the permits, he said, "Nope," and he started setting up bombs everywhere. But not, not, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Star Jam, mm-hmm. those, those kids would have been gone.
0: Yeah, I guess it sort of makes sense why Marvel doesn't answer any of your phone calls anymore. <laughs> Well, stories like that. Well, they also sent me a cease and desist uh-huh.
1: because um they said they uh there's a Starjammers and mm-hmm. that I should I need it's to stop close. using and they need to stop using the name, but I said, No way, man. This
0: is clearly different. He's possessed <laughs> by an alien from Easter Island. How close I know everyone's thinking this one, how close are we to a Star Jam and Night Horse crossover? you actually closer than you think. In fact, I believe Night
1: Horse's origins, some of his lore, it has to do with uh, Star Jam.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I have to wait until that graphic novel comes out.
1: <laughs> yep. Star Jam um, goes back in time, finds a, a horse. <laughs> Just some random a horse in, in some um, medieval stable. And he takes him with him from the past. Into the future,
0: wow! So, Night Horse is actually a medieval horse, <laughs> yep. you know. Back when the horses were built for ruggedness, mm-hmm. Not they hmm Horses they have today, <laughs> yep. they were built stronger back then. Yep, at <laughs> least that's what the bomba says. <laughs> With that being said, Angel, why don't we dig just like Star Jam would as the archaeologist of all archaeologists dig into some absolutely brain-breaking news articles this week so we can once again see how fantastical the world around us truly is. Are you ready? I've examined your
1: worthwhile view thoroughly. After close deliberation, I would say that I vehemently concur to the basis of your belief and share your ideas on the set premises.
0: So eloquent of you. Our first article up is titled, Astronomer predicts Mars colonists will quickly turn themselves into cyborgs. And this comes from mysteriousuniverse.org. Can you think of a better prediction, Angel, than Mars colonists will turn themselves into cyborgs?
1: Um, how about three teenagers find a T-Rex egg and a device to open a portal to an alternate universe?
0: (laughs) Was that much of a prediction, though? That was fact. (laughs) The article starts, Many people believe that the first beings from another planet we humans will meet will be cyborgs, part alien and part machine designed for long-distance travel. I'm going to pause right there. And we are all going to take a moment to reflect upon this. Many people believe cyborgs will be the first beings we meet. Have you ever heard anyone suggest this?
1: I think this may be the first time. (laughs) Many people are saying it. (laughs) I have heard anything of this thing of sort said. People we say things about aliens, but I've never heard meeting cyborgs.
0: Well... Back to the article. One astronomer has given this idea an unusual twist. He believes the first human planetary colonists we meet will be human cyborgs who have modified themselves to be able to survive on a hostile new world. And he believes it will happen on Mars, the first planet we colonize. Could he be right? What the hell did I just read, Angel? The first humans to colonize another planet will meet human cyborgs. Where the hell... Did the other humans come from, like, are there other humans out there that we don't know about?
1: Yeah, I think, I think I've heard of this on a TV show called Stargate, where humans on (gasps) other planets were seeded from a one uh, planet that all uh, humans originated from or something. Like, Like a star seed. Yeah, like a star seed. But plants everyone's uh, uh, little ideas and then everyone else spreads them.
0: Mm-hmm. I never I guess I never really realized that with Stargate is there's humans everywhere. Yep. But I suppose we're not the original humans. We also went through a Stargate. Right.
1: Are you asking about the lore of the show?
0: Yeah. Like, uh,
1: then yeah, I believe Earth was supposed to be the original humans and then oh. and then the aliens came and took a batch and then took them back and then spread, mm-hmm. I guess
0: the reason for it is because i'm sure they didn't want to spend the production money on making unique aliens on every single planet every
1: time <laughs> and they all speak so, english we'll so make them
0: humans yep hum- yep they all know english <laughs> modern english of course yep so going back to the article i think this this has to be a typo in the article and it was meant to be that the first humans to colonize Mars will modify their bodies to meet their survival needs on this hostile world. But we are three sentences into this thing and either we have a major editing error or we got humans out there cyborging it up that we don't know about and they're just waiting for us in space. If the human cyborgs are already out there, Angel, where did they come from and how did they get there, in your opinion?
1: When, when man landed on the moon and assuming it wasn't fake faked or or hollow uh pieces of of humans were left behind like dead skin flakes oh that meant like body parts <laughs> close enough cuz those part of buzz altern still up there those skin flakes then floated around and made their way all the way to mars and and there's bacteria on mars that co- that connected with the skin flakes DNA and then they started forming into beans, and then they eventually uh, <laughs> rapid evolution because uh, everything on Mars is faster. Mm, it's for rapid, reason. Yep. Yeah, It's, it's the mean, way it is. I think it happens in, in John Mars or John. Uh, what the hell is that called?
0: John Carter. John Carter of Mars. <laughs> John Mars. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: always, I always call it John Mars. Yeah. John Carter of Mars. He gets superpowers for being in Mars. So it, it works the same way.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> John Carpenter says there's vampires. So <laughs> Mars has everything. Regardless, the article next mentions that this idea came from Britain's 15th astronomer royal, Martin Rees, who spoke at this year's Hay Festival, an annual literature festival. Here are some things Rees states about colonizing Mars. These intrepid explorers on Mars will be out of the clutches of the regulators, and they will have every incentive to modify themselves because they are very badly adapted for Mars. Let's imagine, by the end of the century, there are little communities away from the Earth. By that time, genetic modification and cyber techniques will be far more advanced than today. One hopes they will be regulated here on Earth, but these intrepid explorers on Mars will have every incentive to modify themselves. They will use all these techniques to adapt themselves, and within a generation or two, they may become a different species, a mix of flesh and blood and robot. Do you agree with Rees here, Angel? The moment humans are away from the regulators on Earth, they will instantly begin modifying their bodies with cybernetics and genetic editing.
1: I think this is a very British way of thinking, where everything—they're every, all of their lives are just ruled with bureaucracy and regulations. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. It's thinking of like this freedom of regulations. Like everyone's gonna go wild with with. <laughs> unregulated body modification (laughs) um i don't i don't see that happening i mean people go to mars they're not gonna be like all right time to change arms Mm -hmm. and make them metallic or something
0: (laughs) well the thing i don't get too is so they're on mars living i guess well enough to be at least two generations in but they are so poorly adapted they have to start modifying themselves like how are they so poorly adapted but they have all these this technology to start genetic engineering and doing cybernetic modifications on mars like that seems very advanced for somebody that's not adapting well and
1: and i I, yeah like we don't have that here now why you know why aren't we doing that now Mm -hmm. or are we already being regulated
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're already, the regulators got to us first. They said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." So, what do you think the go-to modifications people will make will be? Like, what, what will these Martians want? Definitely going back to John Carter. Definitely the
1: ability to jump really high. You can't go without that, and super strength.
0: So, a superhero, <laughs> <laughs> right? Becoming superheroes, the powers of Star Jam. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much one one thing that that jumped out at me was reese said one hopes we regulate cybernetic (laughs) and genetic modifications is that is that really a hope or should we go all in on cybernetics and just and just let it run wild
1: when he says one hopes is he is he for it or is he against it i would
0: think he's he's for the the earth regulations
1: But not for the Mars regulations. The, uh,
0: the Martians—they're—they're they're too far out. We can't regulate that—the the Wild West of Mars anymore.
1: One hopes. I don't. I feel
0: like he, we should totally go all in. I know that's uh, a a mix of flesh and blood and robot. That sounds badass and metal, <laughs> and and something that should not be regulated. Like let people go bananas with implants. Like would. <laughs> Uh, that's what I want to see is (laughs) massive body modifications to give yourself like the power of a mech without having a mech. Yep. This then leads me to ask you, Angel, you are second generation Martian in the year 2100. What are your first five cybernetic implants or genetic modifications that you get?
1: Ooh, let's, let's think about this one. So here's one. Most people won't think about this, but imagine you're out in Mars and, you know, you think it's not like Earth. It's different, right? But suddenly there's high humidity. You know what's going to happen to your hair? It's going to frizz out. So I want each individual hair to have a temperature and barometer sensor so that the hair can automatically adjust. It can also stand on end to alert others and maybe perhaps form like a zigzag pattern to be like more like a shield, like uh, armor. And that's not just hair armor. Yeah. And not just the hair on my head. I'm talking about all body hair.
0: Your back is going to be like a turtle shell. (laughs) 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 And it sort of makes me think, though, like with with Gene Gene Roddenberry's uh, view of the future where he said, Jean-Luc Picard, people questioned why he was bald in the future. Why wouldn't we just have implants for hair or things just to make hair grow wherever we wanted it? And I think his explanation was uh, because society doesn't care about that anymore. But will the, the Martians want hair everywhere or are they okay with bald people?
1: Is anyone okay with bald people now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's what? 80 years away. (laughs) We have a lot, a, a lot to change in that time. I think hair is making a comeback. Uh, so
0: there won't be cybernetic regulators. There's just going to be you have to have hair on Mars.
1: <laughs> Number two on my list, I'd do some olfactory uh, modifications. I want to detect mm-hmm. all the smells, all of
0: them. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, super smelling sense. Super smells. <laughs>
1: Number three. I would like to also modify my hearing, specifically the the range of hearing. I want I want all the I essentially want a bat hearing to be implanted into me. So mm-hmm. a bat can typically hear from a range of one thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand Hertz. All right. Now humans yeah. can only hear from twenty to twenty thousand. However, Human speech can range from 80 to 1,100 hertz. You know what that means? What? Yeah. That means that the majority of the time, I wouldn't be hearing anyone else spew nonsense.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 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 That's your your bullshit detector (laughs) implanted into your ears.
1: Yep. Number four, I'd definitely enhance my fingertips. I want grippies like Spider-Man or a gecko. <laughs>
0: adhere to everything. Yes. Just traveling around the terrain of Mars, just <laughs> climbing up walls. Things are trying to attack you. Your hair is shielding you. <laughs> I could smell all the sulfur everywhere. <laughs> it's driving you nuts. There's so many sounds in your head, you, you don't know what to do you're on the verge of madness <laughs> maybe what's your fifth power that sees, tries to save you in this scenario
1: <laughs> the final thing I would modify and this and this is the most important thing if I if I could have any of these five but not all of them this is the one I would want I would want to mod- I want to modify that little you know the gap in your elbow you know that feeling you get when you hit your funny bone Yep. yeah no, none of that that ends You want a fused arm?
0: (laughs) Or just not that feeling of funny bone hurts? Just
1: just that part. That part gets covered. You can't touch that. You can't get that funny bone feeling anymore.
0: That's your cybernetic implants. How much much are you hitting your elbow? (laughs) Listen, I don't want to get into it, but it's a lot. (laughs) Bulbous bruises on your arms all the time. Uh, there is one more thing that uh, the astronomer, Royal, states. We do not know what mix they will be if flesh and blood and electronics, but if they become electronic, of course they could be almost immortal. Semi-immortals, angel. <laughs> this, this becoming electronic is interesting, as in another section of the Telegraph article that Mysterious Universe is referencing here states this. If we do detect something, it is not likely to be flesh and blood. It is far more likely to be an electronic entity. It is unlikely to be synchronized with us. It could be a million years ahead of us, he told an audience at the Hay Festival. And if we do make contact with aliens in a distant galaxy, conversation will be impossible because they will be light years between us. There is no scope for rapid repartee, Professor Rees said. In another interview I read Reese suggests these robotic aliens probably just float freely in space which will make detecting them incredibly difficult in most scenarios meeting aliens that they're normally depicted as coming to destroy us do you believe the free floating robotic aliens are going to kill us angel or are they shepherds of goodness
1: I, I don't <laughs> I don't think they're going to destroy us but I do think Reese was on something that day. They're just floating out there in space. <laughs> There's no scope for rapid repartee. Like, what is going on? All he can think about is being witty with these aliens. No, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> They're free-floating. <laughs>
0: they're so advanced they're just floating through space <laughs> Doing because what? because they're immortal they have they have no desire to move quickly <laughs> they're to move fast immortal <laughs> <laughs> semi immortal
1: if if they're floating through space they're nearly immortal and they're, uh, they're they they have no reason to what, move quickly then why mm-hmm. would it... How, why would they want to kill us? They'd be killing us slowly?
0: Yeah. Well, why would they care about anything at that point? <laughs> just floating through space. And the thing that makes me angry is he calls them electronics. Like, <laughs> like I, I just don't like that terminology.
1: Who <laughs> uses that word
0: anymore? This becoming electronic. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: guy. Oh, I want to be his friend now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there... In your opinion, any advantage in just freely floating through space as compared, you know, using a spaceship?
1: I mean, like aimlessly, not not going, <laughs> <laughs> just
0: just out there, like as Katy Perry says, a plastic bag in the wind.
1: I mean, if I'm I'm if I'm nearly immortal and I've got nowhere to be <laughs> and I'm floating through space, which is mostly just emptiness and not seen. I mean. Am I still like regular, like a regular person? Like I have thoughts and boredom?
0: That's what I imagine.
1: Because cause if I'm bored, I'm I'm going to be really bored.
0: Mm-hmm. Unless you can, your cybernetic implants allow you to go into some sort of stasis.
1: Or, or have me, you know, I can play movies in my brain.
0: <laughs> Watch Jurassic Park over and over again for <laughs> millennia.
1: With with the future technology, I could watch Jurassic Park and then put myself in the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I could
1: change the outcome of the movie.
0: <laughs> As you fly through space,
1: <laughs> I feel like these free, <laughs> these free floating aliens. One of them lands on Earth somehow, <laughs> and and then the people that like find it, and then it's like it's like babbling nonsense <laughs> Like, what's going on, and they like zzz, like um snap him out of this this delirium, and he's like, I was I was. I was killing the dinosaurs. (laughs) Who are you guys? Send me back. Send me back.
0: Uh He's in an unknown. He's in a lost world, really. (laughs) I don't know how they get off the planets either. (laughs) Like once you land on one. uh, Do your cybernetic implants allow you to just have rocket boosters too?
1: (laughs) They don't have desire to move fast, right? I I don't
0: know. (laughs) Wait until the world explodes and moves on to a a new one. (laughs) oh just insanity so going a completely different direction with this next news article this one made me think of you angel at the end of the last episode I mentioned how you eat mango and kiwi skins and probably other extremely bizarre things but this one is titled future foods what you could be eating in 2050 and comes from the BBC Scientists have drawn up a list of little-known plants that could be on the menu by 2050. In the future, we could be breakfasting on false banana or snacking on pandanus tree fruit. (laughs) The Ukraine war has highlighted the dangers of relying on few globally traded crops. With 90% of calories coming from just 15 crops, experts at the Royal Botanic Gardens in Kew, London, are hunting for ingredients to future-proof our diets. Climate change is increasingly is increasing the risk of severe food shocks, where crops fail and prices of staples rise rapidly around the world. Diversifying the food we eat is one of the solutions to alleviating hunger, addressing biodiversity loss, and helping to adapt to climate change, says Q researcher Dr. Sam Perignon. We know that there are thousands of edible plants. Uh, Plant species across the world that are consumed by different populations. And this is where we can find some of the solutions for global challenges of the future, he says. Of the more than 7,000 edible plants worldwide, only 417 are widely grown and used for food. Insane. Our first one up, the pandanus. The pandanus (laughs) is a small tree that grows in coastal areas from the Pacific Islands to the Philippines. The leaves are used to flavor sweet and savory dishes across much of Southeast Asia while the pineapple-like fruit can be eaten raw or cooked. The tree can tolerate challenging conditions including drought, strong winds, and salt spray, says research fellow at Q, Dr. Maribel Soto-Gomez. It is a climate-resilient and nutritious food that is also delicious, she says. It would be great to diversify our food portfolio to include ...food that is culturally appropriate, nutritious, and can be grown in challenging conditions all around the world. If the pandanus can be used sustainably without depleting resources for local people, we should be growing it more widely, she says. The next one, and my eyes almost jumped out of my head when I saw this one, Angel. Beans. (laughs) Beans or legumes are another food of the future. They are cheap, high in proteins and B vitamins, and they are adapted to a wide range of environments from ocean shores to mountain slopes. There are 20,000 species of legumes in the world, but we use only a handful. It is thought there are hundreds in the wild, as yet unknown to scientists. Maybe ones that turn your skin green, Angel. <laughs> the morama bean is a staple in parts of Botswana, Nambia, and South Africa, where the beans are boiled with maize or ground to a powder to make porridge or a cocoa-like drink. Not all legumes are edible, but experts are exploring the properties of different species to see which ones might provide food and nutrients. Next one is wild cereals. Cereals, which come from grasses, also have huge diversity, with more than 10,000 species offering lots of potential for new foods. Phonio, a nutritious African cereal used to make couscous, porridge, and drinks. Cultivated locally as a crop, the plant can tolerate dry conditions. The next is The false banana. Enset, or false banana, is a close relative of the banana, but is consumed only in one part of Ethiopia. The banana like fruit of the plant is inedible, but the starchy stems and roots can be fermented and used to make porridge and bread. Studies suggest that the banana like crop has the potential to feed more than 100 million people in a warming world. And that's where the article ends. After reading this article, it seems the future of foods is just eating things that aren't normally exported to the rest of the world, right?
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's what it seems like.
0: (laughs) This anticlimactic reveal of what the future of foods in this article made me go on a food hunt to find some other suggestions of what the future holds, and I found one that I haven't seen ever mentioned before. What I found... Was similar to another food article we looked at in the past, how looking into a mirror can make food taste better. This one comes from eatcrickster.com and mentions Sonic Foods. It states, Did you know that listening to a certain frequency can make your grandma's cake taste sweeter? A recent study under the awesome name A Bittersweet Symphony, evidence for taste-sound correspondences without effects on taste-quality specific perception, led by scientists at Oxford University, explored how listening to different background sounds can change the way you perceive taste. The name comes from the fact that participants perceived food as more bitter or more sweet depending on the sounds they were exposed to. The researchers are not yet sure what's exactly happening in the brain and why our perception changes. It's definitely an exciting discovery and implications are currently being tested. Worldwide, lots of chefs and companies started experimenting with sounds and background music, and the experiments range from making food healthier by reducing sugar to making food feel more fresh. So, who knows, maybe we'll start seeing QR codes for playlists on our food packaging, the article says. What, in your opinion, are the best and worst things to listen to as you eat? I think for the worst things to listen
1: to while I eat is the sounds of people eating. <laughs>
0: You know, like someone, ch- someone chewing and smacking. Yeah, exactly. The, the
1: chewing and smacking sounds. The jaw cracking. <laughs> I don't know who, who you're eating with. I <laughs> oh, You've never heard the jaw crack? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Bless you in your <laughs> in your virgin ears. <laughs> As for the best thing to listen to is actually the sounds of moans of pleasure of people eating
0: like mm, yummy
1: (laughs) (laughs) makes the food eating experience so much better Uh, isn't this all contradictory though (laughs) (laughs) just 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 don't smack your lips but go ahead just make make the good mm noises noises. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
0: is there do you have a um do you have a food eating playlist? I don't.
1: But, you know, I think now I'm thinking about all the times that you go to a restaurant. And they're like playing music in the background.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: wondering, did that make the f- food taste better or not?
0: It almost seems more like an the just the ambiance of where you are would impact how your food tastes. Mm-hmm. Like, which I think is like not something you normally think about, but makes a lot of sense. If, yeah if you're in a pleasant place, the food will taste better compared to like underneath a bridge sitting on a tire next to uh, a, a garbage can that's on fire for heat. <laughs> like, Their food's probably not going to taste so good there. I would like to know what
1: sounds make food taste fresher mm-hmm. and then provide do an experiment and provide somebody, uh, some rotting food and play those sounds and be like, eat this.
0: I don't get sick
1: and see if they like
0: it. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, How far away is our dystopian world where we have to look in mirrors and listen to certain sounds as we eat to have the only gratification we have in life?
1: Well, considering that we're looking at foods of the future, because we're going to, the planet is warming. <laughs>
0: That's all the articles like. The, the planet's dying. Get ready to eat false bananas. <laughs> yeah, planet's dying. Eat a false banana, but it's probably
1: going to be as tasty as anything else you've had. So go ahead and play some light music and, and look at yourself in the mirror while you eat, so you can feel a little so bit So you more. don't feel alone.
0: <laughs> Oh, God. And this, was in tw- this is going to be in 2050. That's not that far away. <laughs> yep. Do you have any opinions on what will be the foods of the future?
1: Well, I do know the ice cream of the future is dipping Dots. Dippin' Dots. <laughs> Dippin Dots. <laughs> it's really now the ice cream of the past. <laughs> <laughs> it will remain the future food since it's not something that's commonly found mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, I think... Yeah, the, the, the foods of the future this is exactly what you said. It's the foods that aren't getting exported now. Honestly, I don't even know why that's not a thing. I don't know why the foods that we eat now became like a standard thing that just get
0: shipped everywhere. I'm sure people can find out how to grow these other things. Especially if they can feed so many people, too. I suppose the idea is there isn't much business currently in that. Uh, there isn't much money to be made. Usually, like lists like this, foods of the future... It usually consists of insects, things that you just normally wouldn't eat. One I saw on a list that I've never considered that apparently people already eat is jellyfish. Can you imagine eating a jellyfish?
1: No, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I remember a jellyfish washed up on the beach one time, and I went to touch it, and it just felt like uh, like uh, jelly, <laughs> but it's like I.
0: I don't know how you eat it, but apparently it was, you would like dry it out. And the article was a British article and they compared it to eating crisps.
1: (laughs) Why would, like, what, what benefit is that? Like that, is that even filling? Like how Uh, many jellyfish uh, chips do I need mm -hmm. to eat to be, to be satisfied?
0: One of the arguments was that there's so many damn jellyfish out there that we need to start eating them to control the population. (laughs)
1: i mean if they want to start bagging them up into chips and bags then go ahead but Mm -hmm. nobody's doing it so give me some jelly boys and some good music i wouldn't mind eating eating some jellyfish chips while staring myself in the mirror (laughs) (laughs) listening to some
0: what uh easy listening as the world burns i mean is that not a utopia So, because I love forcing you to do lists, what are the top five best foods of the future going to be and the top five worst foods of the future going to be? And I just remembered one article we talked about before about uh, bumblebee steaks. (laughs) So, I hope that's on the list, both of them.
1: Both of them?
0: (laughs) As being the best food and worst food.
1: they're not because i did not remember steaks i did put for my first item beans because you can't go wrong with beans
0: uh, for the best food yes mm-hmm.
1: always just generic beans just generic any beans you mm. know there, the articles of twenty thousand of them yes yeah, a lot <laughs> of them right and normally you know i wouldn't and don't recommend this, but if you eat them raw, you might turn green. So that's always a plus. <laughs> you could start up a whole new uh, uh, legend. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: They poison you to death.
1: <laughs> I put on, this, on number two, wild cereals. Because that sounds cool. Wild. It's more organic when it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's not... This is not from the, the list. This is something I'm thinking of because... The scientists don't want you to know, but how about edible dirt? You know?
0: You just, you just want to have more of your mud pies or, or no, listen, listen, like the, the dirt v- ice cream.
1: All the nutrients and minerals that plants and animals contain all come from soil. So we should just cut <laughs> the middle man and go straight to <laughs> go the soil. to the dirt.
0: <laughs> now I know why you made your earth juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eat dirt. i don't I don't know what you're talking about anyway
1: <laughs> number four is bog butter now I don't know for those of you who aren't familiar is uh back in the day uh, I think it probably um somewhere in England or even Ireland or Scotland but in the in the boggy areas and I guess other parts of the world also did this in whatever area was boggy where, where any place uh any culture that had milk. And made butter, they would bury their butter in in like boggy dirt to preserve it. And I guess some people sometimes would forget about it, and then we find <laughs> it thousands of years later, still totally edible. I mean, it's a perfect source of fat. It lasts for thousands of years. I call it surprise butter. <laughs> surprise butter. <laughs>
0: Who was the first person to put their butter in a bog I have no and idea And said this works
1: I can't imagine the thought process Of them just Oh let's
0: just bury it Like mm-hmm. it'll be fine I wouldn't have wanted To give up my butter <laughs> Forget about it You're on your deathbed And you remember your bog butter From 60 years ago uh, Oh my bog butter It's And then they die <laughs> Oh no the, we'll the, never find the it The kids are trying to find out Where the bog <laughs> butter is yep secrets died with him well it's like how in a lot of boggy areas there'll be uh, mummified remains that are almost like completely intact yep those bogs are badass
1: (laughs) yeah they're nature's preservers i guess (laughs) (laughs) for my last item and the most important one of all is for the best future food is earth geyser Earth Geyser R&D have been working extra hard to produce a more appealing, palatable product. We here at Earth Earth Geyser Inc. are looking continually to produce more sustainable, healthy, and profitable geyser for your drinking pleasure.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's a drink now. Not a fruit (laughs) snack.
1: It's a a fruit snack that you can drink.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of liquid in those.
1: (laughs) It's called a geyser for a reason.
0: (laughs) I like the picture. It's like the size of a banana. Yeah, it's just... Inside is all gusher material.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want Earth Geyser to be that, that, like, similar to that, uh, uh, what is it, brawny? I think, no, not brawny. Br- Brondo. I forget what it's called. From Idiocracy, there's this drink that is essentially replaced water everyone drinks. <laughs> huh. It's like it's like a Gatorade ripoff. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Just like your, your Earth water. <laughs> or Earth <Nope>. juice. <laughs> Earth juice is great. <laughs> But it was so, uh, shut down. So <laughs>
0: it's gone. <laughs> it can no longer be consumed. The top, so those are your top five best, best future foods. That's right. How about top five worst future foods?
1: So, top five worst future foods. Uh, I'm going to start with number one being impossible meats. All kinds of impossible meats. You don't like plant based meats? No. I think that's silly. There's also a meat that I don't know if it's. It's something we should follow up on, I think. But a news article I read a while ago about some Japanese scientists uh, creating meat from the protein found in poop. What? Yep. Why
0: would he do that? <laughs> Same reason people make plant based meats. <laughs> Maybe that guy just wants to have the final joke of making a shit burger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, then people will be able to say you can't. Yeah, the you know you dress up a. Uh, turd it still tastes like a turd they'll be like no no not this sure. time
0: <laughs> or eat shit
1: <laughs> and then you're like okay why not <laughs> either way i am not a fan i've always been i've always been against the whole plant-based meat thing because it's like just just eat plants like why even bother
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah why why dress it up as meat
1: number two break it lung <laughs> do you know why Why? Because the U.S. has banned lung. And that is a mistake. I read that the stomach fluids can sometimes enter the lung while the animal is being slaughtered. So that's apparently part of the reason why it's not sold in the U.S. So explain to me why I can buy stomach lining for consumption but not lung.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't get it. We're just not cleaning out the lung before we eat it?
1: (laughs) It makes no (laughs) sense.
0: Well, it's like... Uh, Reeves was saying those regulators <laughs> Too strict on earth <laughs>
1: Once we're on Mars We can eat all the lung we want
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Just slaughter Cows everywhere and eat their lungs
1: Number three For the worst food is false banana Why even call <laughs> it that You can't even eat the fruit It makes no sense <laughs> When it's
0: Yeah False pig- banana just cause it, it's, it Doesn't even look like a banana <laughs> It does not.
1: It's I I I don't get it. it. Doesn't make sense to me. Number four, I put down dipping dots. That's right, because <laughs> as you said, they're the, now a food of the past. Sorry, dipping dots, not a future food. I never and... really
0: enjoyed them. <laughs> I they get always it. tasted like um, ice cream that's freezer burnt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it's exactly what it is. And number and my final worst future food is soylent green. Not a fan <laughs> of people,
0: <laughs> or at least eating them.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of that 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 shake that drink? Soylent,
0: like a real life people yeah. juice. Well, it's real
1: life juice. It's like a, me- a meal. A- replacement drink and they name their company soylent no why would they do that that's what i said i'm like is that supposed to be a nod to something but then why like but your
0: nod is to the product that was made of people
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it's 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 very popular amongst the tech nerds i guess is it one of those like ironic things I don't know if it's ironic. I don't. All the people I saw weren't doing it ironically. They're just like, I could keep working, and I I don't have to get up to stop. I don't have to stop to eat. I could just chug down all my soilings. Mm, Yummy. It's like, all right, cool.
0: Yeah. Yay! Hooray for killing yourself for work. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, but that is where the foods of the future ends. Unless you have anything else to add. Nope.
1: I'm done with that.
0: Future's not looking good.
1: <laughs> you went over your news articles, Matt. I think it's time I bring something to the table. Why am I afraid of what you're
0: about to say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be afraid. This is all it's, all it's all chill because I have also put on news shoes from way back when. Never took them off.
0: His feet must be throbbing. The docks
1: are barking. <laughs> They're barking for some new news. And the news that I bring to you is titled, 17-Year-Old Creates Fake COVID Test Center Receives $6 Million in State Payouts. Now, that article is a little misleading because of the word of state and $6 million because this actually happened in Germany. So... The article states a young German has recently been found guilty of creating a fake COVID screening center and illegally pocketing five point seven million Euros, which oh. is the equivalent of six million dollars, in state payouts for tests that were never performed. <laughs> Did you so, just like collect them? <laughs> so so imagine like what could this guy have possibly done to get all these payouts? At the height of the coronavirus pandemic in Germany, the demand for tests was so great that the state reimbursed centers for conducting COVID tests based solely on an invoice.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why would they do that? Most,
1: most private healthcare providers benefited greatly, but some managed to rake in some uh, small fortunes without actually providing any kind of service. Such was the case of a young German student who figured out that. All he had to do was create a COVID test center on paper and then invoice thousands of tests every day to collect sizable payouts from the government. The young man, who was only 17 years old when he came up with the idea in 2020, managed to pocket a whopping $6 million without actually doing any work. Now, think about that for a second. These people, all they did was accept invoices and they're like, here you go, here's money. What do you think about that situation? This, this... This kid just said, yeah, let me just scam them out of
0: money. I mean, it's genius on his part. But, so, <laughs> but uh, I also think it's probably also happening on major like major health companies. Probably do the same thing. Just send an invoice and see what happens. I'm like, oh, that was an error. We didn't mean to do that so, if you get caught. Th- so that's an interesting thing you pointed out. Because the
1: article you know keeps mentioning how... Um, Things like some managed to rake in small fortunes without actually mm-hmm. providing service, but the article only talks about this young German. So I don't does is this article implying that other people have been doing yeah,
0: this? I imagine. I can't imagine he's the only one that <laughs> knew that.
1: And as you said, are the are the healthcare the private healthcare uh, places are they you know um, bumping up their numbers just to
0: throw in an extra hundred thousand <laughs> mm-hmm. tests over span of four months?
1: So. If So you start thinking to yourself, well, let's assume that everyone's scamming the government, right? <laughs> so why did this boy get caught? <laughs> they need the regulators, the earth <laughs> regulators. So according to the public prosecutor's office, Germany's Kassenertslickenverein KV, oh. for oh. short, because I'm not saying that <laughs> word. <laughs> had trusted the information provided by a 17-year-old boy from Freiburg who claimed to operate a COVID test center. Between March and June of 2021, the young man, whose name has not been revealed, billed up to 5,000 tests per day, although his testing center didn't even exist. Yeah, yeah, we got that. So, do you think this boy was being greedy? Like, do you think he was putting too much, in info- like, oh, 5,000 a day?
0: Yeah, is that a point where it's like, oh, he went too hard too fast like i feel like
1: I, I feel like that might have been the case i think he his, his uh, arrogance got the better mm-hmm. of him
0: <clears throat> He's, he probably thought oh it worked once it'll just keep on working but if you kept it low like just maybe the tens of thousands i don't think you ever would been caught. I keep it such a low amount of money that no one would have really investigated it
1: i think that might have been the case so this is what happened in june of 2021 someone at the bank, <laughs> noticed hmm. that the account of a simple student, I like how it's written there, simple student, had ballooned to over $6 million and suspected yeah. some form of money laundering. Foul play. Mm-hmm. They contacted the police and a quick investigation revealed that his fortune had been acquired through illegal means, so it was promptly confiscated. What do you think happens to a, it says, it says here he's 19 yet now when he was convicted of his crimes. So mm-hmm. he, he was 17, and then they found out about it in 2021, and then he was convicted this year. So what do you think they did to this 19-year-old man? Mm-hmm. Because he stole $6 million from them.
0: Um, one part of me is thinking that they're going to throw the book at him, but then the other part of me is like uh, not getting in trouble at all, just have to give back the money, pay back whatever money was spent. I suppose I don't know. German law well enough to expect what sort of uh, uh, circumstances you are going to get.
1: Well, let me tell you, because you're kind of on the right track. Because
0: when he started this, he was 17. Mm-hmm. They
1: tried him as a minor.
0: Understandable, but at the same time, he, he had full capacity knowing what he was doing.
1: <laughs> they tried him as a minor, so so all they did was confiscate the millions... And then he had to pay a fine of $1,600.
0: Ooh, not a bad deal. That's like some... <laughs> that's like a, a, an Elon Musk screwed up some sort of stock for your own gain. And you get like a SEC fine of $100,000, but you made $600 million.
1: <laughs> it says he, al- he will also be on probation for one year, after which we'll study his case again and may impose new sanctions. Whatever.
0: <laughs> no, they won't.
1: <laughs> so... Man, I want to live in Germany now. <laughs> he got I, off pretty well. I wonder what would have happened if they had tried him as an adult.
0: Yeah, that could go a completely different direction. But at the same time, I, I don't know. Part of me, like I understand the, having to be punished by the judicial system for something like that. But the government should not have just been wantonly paying out money just based on invoices. That was a horribly stupid thing to do.
1: Yeah. Um, the, like you said, pro- there was probably a lot more people uh, scamming them, but they didn't you know, get $6 mm-hmm. million.
0: Worth. Smarter than a 17 year old.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so lesson lesson for that uh, young man is you went too hard, too fast. Nothing dirty there. yeah that's all i have to say about that one (laughs) we're going from uh from germany to down to mexico i guess or at least from this tv show it was in mexico we're now gonna uh learn about this uh woman who apparently went viral uh headline says interdimensional medium Speaks alien language on live TV. Goes viral. I want to I emphasize these headlines because they're always so much more uh, ridiculous than the actual story.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, better than dimensional medium. <laughs> they went full interdimensional.
1: It's, it's almost like it implies that speaking a- an alien language on live TV is somehow n- not... Uh, a forbidden
0: thing, or <laughs> you can't you can't do that. <laughs> That's against the the rules. She went viral. <laughs> so it's almost <laughs> like she wasn't allowed. Yeah, it wasn't allowed to do it. She just she showed up on TV, started speaking she just, alien she language.
1: Did it out of she, control. Did the one thing, <laughs> she did the one thing nobody else thought
0: to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they're like trying to cut the feed. Cut it! Cut it! <laughs> She's doing it.
1: <laughs> so, so the article reads, Mafé Walker, a Colombian influencer and self-described interdimensional medium, recently went on a television program and gave a very peculiar interpretation of an extraterrestrial language that made her go viral on social media. So, before I continue reading, the wording of this, this one paragraph, it gave a very peculiar interpretation of an extraterrestrial language. What? Is there a non peculiar
0: yeah. way to interpret an extraterrestrial <laughs> language? Every interpretation is going to be peculiar because there is no proper interpretation. We
1: might have to ask uh, UFO Twitter
0: mm-hmm.
1: since that seems very popular. <laughs> 11 people. <clears throat> now, uh, so it continues. If you're a fan of sci fi TV series like Star Trek or Stargate, hey. Mm-hmm. You're familiar with quite a few of Hollywood's made-up languages, but if you're interested in hearing the real deal, look no further than Mafe Walker, a Colombian spiritual guide who claims to be able to open interdimensional portals and interpret them. So wait, she's interpreting the portals? What?
0: Oh, I get that. <laughs> you don't in your free time. <laughs> Just uh, uh, interpret it. <laughs> it. It's like art.
1: Yeah, so she's able to open interdimensional portals and interpret them, as well as speak an alien tongue on a galactic frequency that only her vocal cords can reach.
0: I don't know what um, that o- means. <laughs> opening inter- opening a portal? That's a pretty powerful thing to be able to do. <laughs> it, she can open a portal
1: and then speak in a galactic frequency that only her vocal cords can produce. So she, she must be like a god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's quoted as saying through my electromagn this this sentence makes me laugh through my electromagnetic field i balance in activation a neutral synchronization in sympathetic and parasympathetic attunement to all your protons neutrons electrons of your cells and physical systems and organs that's a whole lot
0: of nothing i don't know what any of that meant it's like you open up a biology book and just Uh, Read all the bold words (laughs) (laughs) It's like electromagnetic
1: field Neutrons, neutral, yeah that's all there Cool (laughs) It is unclear whether The medium's ability to do whatever it is She described in the above paragraph Is also what helps her speak alien I mean I think it's assumed that Yes that's the case But one thing that definitely helps is her Stellar galactic DNA I, I don't know why it says that in quotes. It doesn't really explain.
0: <laughs> uh, does it need explanations? <laughs> Stellar
1: galactic DNA. So the funny thing about this article is that it it has links to the videos, but the videos are in Spanish. So if you're reading this in English and you don't speak Spanish, the videos will mean nothing to you. And you could always put on the translations, but you you can never be sure how accurate mm-hmm. those translations are. It does end with saying, although most people found her demonstration to be hilarious and harmless, others warn that Mafé has nearly 100,000 followers on TikTok and over 30,000 on Instagram, many of who actually believe in her powers. To make matters worse, she allegedly charges people 1,400 pesos, or $70, for courses to help others learn her abilities, which some would consider a
0: scam. Now, some, just like how some people say, Cyborgs are the first (laughs) aliens we're going to (laughs) meet.
1: Now I found another article that talked about this and it has some, a little bit more information specifically of stuff that she said. We're trying to, you know, got questions about these frequencies and, and all that. So it says here, this is how she explains it. That through sound frequencies is how she is able to communicate in their language. But first of all, isn't that how we communicate through sounds? Like, uh-huh. come on. <laughs> I was just going to hire much stellar galactic it's, DNA. <laughs> <it's> the, <laughs> it is a galactic frequency that I emanate through my vocal cords. It sounds strange. It is curious, but you have to feel it because I am a communication bridge between the divine here on Earth. On the other hand, Mafia Walker pointed out that it that it meaning the uh, her frequencies, it is capable of destroying implants, which she says are metal chips or structures that break the vibration and disharmonize your essence. Sometimes they are visual and they show me, and other times I perceive them with my pineal gland. There's implants. Are we cyborgs I already? I think she's saying. I think she. I think what we can definitely. Uh, Says that she can kill the cyborgs on Mars She's our only hope (laughs) So if if they're coming to float
0: (laughs) And attack us Slowly floating towards us
1: Speak in their language and kill them at the same time (laughs)
0: Like a banshee queen
1: (laughs) I mean all of this stuff reads like pure insanity to me Like none of this makes any sense
0: Oh, and then you actually
1: hear her talk, too. Oh, boy. Uh, we'll talk about her language in a second. <laughs> the The thing about that first article that I found very curious is that everyone is focused on Maffe Walker, but there's another woman there with her. In in the clip, in the video clip of her on this uh, Mexican TV program. This other woman, I believe, doesn't speak Spanish. So she has an interpreter for, for her. She speaks English. So when you watch the video, you can see when she's talking, you can hear her speaking English. And so her name is listed as Agatha Sabine. What's funny to me is that nobody's talking about her. Everyone's talking about this lady that speaks in this alien language and, you know, laughing at her. But according to the video, Agatha Sabine is a medium that Mafe took a course from. So Agatha's the first person to start Mafe on this path of nonsense alien alien talk.
0: She's the mentor.
1: She's the mentor. And she claims to have taught this uh to taught Mafe through an online course. And then Mafia says something like, you know, it's possible to learn. There are pl- lots of people that can do this. So I find it interesting that Mafe claims that only her vocal cords can reach these frequencies when Agatha Sabine says that anyone can be taught these things. Mm -hmm. And so she taught Maffe and now Maffe is teaching other people. So this seems like a weird, uh, kind of a scammy pyramid
0: (laughs) in the shape of a pyramid. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's not a pyramid. It's not a pyramid scheme. It's pyramid scam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I can't find anything on this Agatha at all. It's like even how to take the class. Right. I can't find. Hey, I want to, I want to, you know, instead of learn from Mafia, I want to learn from the original, right? It's
0: no, I. $70 well spent.
1: <laughs> so I find that fascinating that nobody's like, like she's just not, she's just being ignored. Maybe that's part of her medium powers that she can f- make the other person famous and she just stays in the shadows, mm-hmm. even when she's in plain sight. The puppet master. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that Agatha Sabine says in this in the video program, in in the TV program, is that she she claims that Mafe is the first person to talk to aliens, or, or or one of I I can't remember now if it was one of the announcers that said that, but somebody on the on the program says that this is the per- first first person to talk to aliens, but if. Any of your curiosities are longtime listeners. You would know that we've had a uh, alien uh, speaker in the past, and she communicated uh, f- with the crystal skull, correct? Mm-hmm. With the with the aliens, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was the so, duo, the dynamic duo <laughs> within the skull.
1: We have somebody that can, and I'm sure there's plenty of other people that have spoken to aliens that have been recorded in history. So we cannot make the claim that Mafe is the first. Not only that, but I believe we can also speak an alien language, or at least I can. I don't know about you, Matt. Uh, not that I know of. I may have forgotten. <laughs> well, let me see. I um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to feel. You know, feel it in your heart. I'm
0: going to feel your frequencies.
1: Feel it in your soul. You're going to feel the frequencies. I am going to speak to uh some interdimensional portal and I'm going to try to interpret interpret what it what it's telling me. Now, I tell it actually sounds uh, this is what the, the language said. It's it's trying to sound like an earth language. Yeah, th- 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 that last one was an insult, so I'm not even going to repeat that one.
0: <laughs> it's oh, oh, insulting I'm us?
1: I'm, uh, yeah, it was. I'm getting something else. Oh,
0: jeez.
1: These aliens are vulgar. I cannot repeat anything they've said to me. But
0: Was he slowly <laughs> floating towards Earth?
1: <laughs> he sounded very aggressive and hostile. <laughs> no. I closed that portal up real mm, good.
0: Yeah. Don't want him coming through.
1: And there you have it. That is Mafe Walker and her Agatha medium that nobody wants to talk about.
0: I mean, you learned and you didn't have to pay for the course. You <laughs> scammed them. <laughs> yep. Scammed the scammers. All of your, all of your, your theme was scamming.
1: Yeah, I totally planned that out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let me take off my your, your scam, scam shoes. shoes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Put those back in the closet.
1: <laughs> if you're done scamming.
0: Scam your way over to Twitter.
1: <laughs> scam your way over to Twitter. <laughs> Close all your scam tabs.
0: <laughs> Better be in
1: incognito mode. <laughs> and head on over to Twitter and talk about how how wild and and hilarious that Moffat Walker is. And maybe, you know, put a... Uh, you know, investigation towards this Agatha. See, see if we can find her website or something. Because we all want to learn. We all want to learn from this, this class, of course, mm-hmm. she teaches. You can find us at Cracking Curios, and when you tweet at us. You know, I always tell you guys to, to, to use the hashtag Cracked Cryptids, but in reality, use whatever hashtag makes you happy. You just got to feel it in your heart, feel it in your soul. Feel my frequencies reach out to you and just put out any hashtag just make sure we can find it so include the hashtag crack
0: do you think there's a sound or frequency people can listen to that makes social media happier for them (laughs) just like food
1: i think so if if, probably if they they're eating
0: while they're doing it there's someone next to them uh, pleasure food moaning. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm, these tweets are so good.
1: <laughs> and once you're done pleasure moaning on Twitter, <laughs> go on over to Instagram. Look for Cracking Cryptids. Our totally not new handle. <laughs> it's- the same as always been. And uh, it confused me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start um start up a new campaign. Since we've been tweeting a lot more, we're gonna start taking uh screenshots of our tweets and then posting them on our Instagram <laughs> because that's what people do. Mm-hmm. So we'll have more content for those of us those of you that don't follow us on Twitter. You're gonna see us on on our Instagram. We always have email cracking cryptids and curios at gmail.com our email is always loaded with fun things that's not from our listeners make us greatly happy if we find our email inbox filled with stuff from our listeners i said a lot of words there <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is did all the that make sense debatable <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's why you listen to us we are on every podcast platform you can think of just don't try to find us on all of them just find your favorite one and subscribe if you're already subscribed tell your friends in fact don't tell your friends go on to their stuff account or phone or whatever they use to listen to podcasts subscribe to our podcast for them secretly so then, and make sure they get notified when we put up a new episode. So when they see it, they're like, "Hey, what's this? I don't remember this." And then you're like, "Oh, hmm, that's strange. Maybe you should take a listen." And they're like, "All right,
0: no, you don't remember? That's the thing I told you about the, the, the guys."
1: <laughs> and and then and they'll be very happy you did that. And as always. <laughs> this has been and i am actually travelling back into time production i was i was killing the dinosaurs what, who are you guys send me back send me back